0: Pre recorded from Upper Lawrenceville, it's Fun With Robin Elaine
1: Hitchcock, Bob Shields, Regina Connolly, featuring Mavis Dickinson Casserole, musical guest Alex Reed, and your subject, Charlize Theron!
2: It, and therein lies the problem of their own So they say things like, they on But they're wrong, Charlies. they're wrong And hence this song Hi guys, you're listening to the Theronathon, and today we are taking a look at season
1: 29, Thirty-nine. season
2: thirty nine, episode 20. twenty of Saturday Night Live, which was hosted by Charlize Theron. So we're really going it's May
1: twenty fourteen.
2: <laughs> yeah, we're really going in deep and getting all the details of her cinematic career.
1: We're trying to, by the way, watch <laughs> season twenty six, episode four, which is from the year two thousand. But we haven't been able to yet. A friend of the podcast, Lexi Moore, who you heard on last episode, said, Oh, well, you should watch it on CISO. You can get a free trial and you better do it now because CISO is going out of business. Well, guess what? You can't get a free trial because CISO is going out of business. So anyway, hopefully NBC will need the sweet, sweet SNL back catalog money Uh and send it to some other streaming service that we do have access to. But in the meantime, if any of our listeners just weirdly own DVDs of SNL, (laughs) hit us up. We'll give you, I don't know... a A signed poster. Yes, we will make a poster and I will... Practice a signature. <laughs> so thanks. All right, let's talk Stinks about high. let's talk about this episode though. Season thirty-nine, episode twenty. Mother's Day episode. Always a cute one. Not really used much in this one though.
2: Uh, yeah, and it started with the cold open of Michelle Obama and Hillary Clinton giving their Mother's Day address.
0: Yeah, let me tell you what reads really different in 2017 than in 2014 playful banter about how Michelle Obama and Hillary Clinton don't like each other, and
1: maybe <laughs> Hillary will run. Yeah, it yeah. was pretty brutal to watch. I, I did not. That, additionally, it was not yet Kate McKinnon. This was Kate McKinnon's first year as a repertory player, I think is what they call their supreme cast or whatever.
2: Repertory player? So you could be a turn. featured
1: player or and then you get promoted. Oh. Uh, okay. It's so a theater turn. Yeah. She's a, a full fledged cast member. Okay. It was Kate McKinnon's first year. She was not yet Hillary Clinton. And Vanessa Bayer, who I do like, was not good.
0: She does she doesn't do an impression of Hillary Clinton. She wears a Hillary Clinton costume. Right. Yes. And not
1: a very good one. For a no.
0: show with a you know yeah, ridiculous wig cheap. budget. Yeah. yeah. So she was made
1: as Michelle Obama impression was much more of an impression. Right. And you know, I like. I was just like, poor woman had to just be like, all right. Well, this is the one thing I'm always going to be asked to do. Is that
0: the only thing they had her do the whole episode?
1: I guess she had one line. No, in No, she had each one. Party. Yeah, anyway. tragically underused. <laughs> Jay Farrow also was barely in this episode. Mm-hmm. He wasn't in any of the live sketches. Maybe he was out of town.
0: So yeah, that was really weird to watch. And also in the weekend update section, they had like a throwaway zinger about how Donald Trump is trash. And I was like, oh, 2014. Yeah, what you didn't know. <laughs> Yep, what Such you didn't an innocent know. Time. So anyway, so for, let, let's go. <laughs>
2: good, what is the deal with this show? Because it's not just a show; it's like an institution here.
1: So that's actually, I'm glad you brought that up. I am fascinated by how people outside of America don't understand Saturday Night Live. Okay, can you tell us what you know about Saturday Night Live?
2: So I know that it's a long-running institution, and it it's something that uh, gives a lot of famous. Comedians and comedic actors They're big breaks And it gets featured in things Whenever they do a sketch that is funny Like it's news when a Saturday Night Live sketch is funny That is true And I, I know why, because most of the stuff isn't very funny How yes. many episodes have you seen? That's, this is my only episode I've ever watched
1: what? Oh, Bob, that's just tragic <laughs> Oh no,
0: they're, yeah it's, So I would say, I think it's fair to say that most of them weren't funny I also don't think this was the full episode that we saw,
2: we didn't see the musical parts. They don't I that think all, that real. that
0: was all of the sketches. Okay, yeah. I feel like often it is like a third, very funny.
1: Yeah, so I say to people all the time because I I consider myself primarily a sketch comedian. That's how I started doing comedy. I spend more time on improv because improv is easier. But anyway, less um, nice When I talk to you know randos at cocktail parties or. You know, my family at Thanksgiving—they always bring up SNL when I talk about how I do sketch comedy, mm-hmm. and a lot of people are like, "It's not funny anymore. It was never funny." Like that whole that conversation. Yeah. And I have a stock answer, which is they have to make ninety minutes of sketch in a week. Right. Right. And I—I I make the last time I did a full sketch show was two years ago? two years ago. Right? right. So why do they have to make ninety minutes of sketch? <laughs> <laughs> why don't they, do they
2: do twenty minutes? Why? What? <laughs> I don't know I, it's,
1: I, I think they generally In making 90 minutes of sketch There's usually two good sketches a week I also think it's because they've done it this way For
0: so long that if they did less It would sort of be like but we've always managed it before Why would we cut back And right. also because they do have a live audience And maybe they would get a live audience for 20 minutes But I think like they're putting on a show for people So yeah. you want it to be a full show
2: Yeah, um, The live audience never seems all that into it It's like they're as quiet as we are
1: yeah, you it's know, weird. Uh, so I, I've never seen a taping. Mm. I hear that the studio is kind of weird and that you sit kind of far back, which is why they're very heavily reliant on laugh tracks. Right. Yeah, and I think it's also because they do, like, you know, set changes, etc. Right. And, like, have a lot of camera work going on. I mean, I don't know. I did, like... I know Addie Twig saw a show, so we'll ask her what it's like.
0: I did the... There was a Saturday Night Live experience tourist attraction in New York City that I had to go to for work. So I'm like, (laughs) so I've seen that. Okay. What was that? It's basically, it was an exhibit of like, because it's a TV show that's been around for... Over 40 years It was like All like Old props How the show Comes together What like The week structure Is like It's how the The show gets put on uh, And lots of Memorabilia From famous sketches And I think like Part of My experience In Saturday Night Live When people are like Oh it's not funny now But it used to be More funny I feel like people Start watching it At a certain age And they sort of like Lock into a particular cast And then when the
1: cast Changes Who is your cast? uh, I think Dana Carviera Yeah me too Which I think Most people our age are a little... I I think we both started watching it younger than a lot of people did. I I still loved it through, like, the Will Ferrell years.
0: I had, like... I feel like I've also seen more of the older episodes because of Comedy Central when I was in high school
1: would play them a lot. Right. I think. We had... They aired classic, like, first two seasons episodes Mm -hmm. in the middle of the night, and my parents... Had a stockpile of tapes of them <laughs> And so I watched all of the the Really old seasons I saw some of the weird 80s seasons On Comedy Central
0: Yeah, I'm not good at remembering right. the specific cast Which should surprise no one <laughs> uh, Given my knowledge of pop culture It's also weird because it's
1: like they, There's waves of coming and going
0: Yeah, and there's like times where I like tuned in more Than I didn't And I right. feel like I'm more familiar with it than I should be Because I never remember a time in my life Where it's like, it's Saturday night It's time to watch this and I think that that's how a lot of people had watched
1: it for yeah. a long time. But I. My thing was, we did Saturday night tape delay or Sunday morning tape delay. We would. <laughs> I, I watched it when I babysat. I'd watch it live. But if I didn't babysit, my dad taped it. And the next morning, we would watch a good parts version mm-hmm. and sometimes more. The good parts was cold open, monologue, Yeah. weekend update, 10 to 1 sketch. Yeah. Which weekend is the update. Last or second the last, last one, sketch. Yet. And it's very weird. Right. This one was not.
0: Is there anything equivalent that you grew up with that it was just like a comedy show that was nationalized like that? I mean, I don't know I mean
2: there's nothing in the UK that I know of that is like a regular comedy sketch show like this, that which this is like this is a very particular flavor. Like it's mm-hmm. performed live in front of an audience, it is aired live uh, I don't know of anything like that i mean there are sort of like variety shows and stuff in the in the uk but nothing that is like specifically sketch focused yeah all sketch is like pre-recorded right and then edited um in the uk um that I'm aware of um so yeah th- this is a very it's a it's a it's a unique animal and i i don't understand why it's so revered <laughs> Because it doesn't work very well. Like, when it works well, it, it works really well. Yeah, but I'm gonna But, like, see, 80% of the time, it's just like, yeah. Oh, oh, I
1: okay. have a reaction, but I'll let
0: Regina go first. I think that you're generalizing off of one episode too broadly.
2: Well, no, because I've also seen various clips as like, you gotta see this, like, these are, these are the best and worst sketches out of Saturday Night Live, uh... Whatever episode Like the ones That make the news And I'm watching It's like Oh it's They're pretty good But they're not like Amazing I've never seen Like a hysterical Saturday Night Live
1: Sketch I'm sort of having A challenge accepted Reaction to this So uh, listeners If you have any SNL sketches To suggest to Bob To prove (laughs) to him This is a worthy Enterprise Please do I also want to say that I think that we are spoiled by being able to see live comedy more often than we want to. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, our lives revolve around live comedy. A lot of people never have that opportunity. And so the live feature of SNL is, that I think is part of its popularity. Right.
0: I, yeah, I also think that, like, it's a show because it has such a mythos at this point. Like, it's a 40-year-old institution that, like, yeah. there has been a
1: brand built up around it that keeps people coming to it. So the monologue is great. Mm-hmm. The premise of the monologue, they show a clip from her show in 2000, mm-hmm. Gemini's Twin, with Maya Rudolph and Anna Castyre. Can't and wait to watch that. I, I also love that cast. I love that cast. Maya Rudolph, ugh, forever. Just so good. Mm-hmm the sh- The sketch was called Gemini's Twin, and as soon as she said that, I was like, "Oh, I remember that sketch. I think they actually I think they might have done multiple versions of it, and they kept adding different members I don't anyway,'s like a girl group sketch, and charlie's they show the amount that she gets to sing. In the sketch And it's like You know My real found a guest Are both beautiful voices And they're like Vocalizing And like doing like All sorts of like Vocal slides And then Charlize comes in And goes like Yeah <laughs> And I was like I've been that person <laughs> in a sketch <laughs> This is so wonderful And so They do a song And dance number A bunch of people In the cast come out And the song and dance number Is about how Charlize Theron is Basically perfect, but she can't sing and I have to say that I think that it is true that Charlie Theron can't sing, but she does an exceptional job of illustrating that yes. she can't sing yeah. the first thing that she sings, it is not easy to sound so off pitch right, so she maybe is exaggerating how much she can't sing because I think you have to understand music a little bit enough in order to be able to do that. I couldn't do that. I feel right. like
0: the first line in it. Was like a practice, like this is bad singing, right? And the rest of it was just her singing,
1: which is not good, right? Yes, it's not as bad as the first, right? So, the fact that she was able to accomplish that first line indicates to me that she has some secret musical talent that she's sort of hiding, or she's a very good coach. That is also (laughs) that's actually very likely. So, very charming, lots of stuff about how beautiful and perfect she is, which we all agree with, right? She looked. Fucking incredible! So then, the the second sketch is the girlfriend's talk show, and it's one of those SNL sketches where they have like you know ten seconds of theme music, yeah, right. And they (laughs) so often do an hour and a half, right? Exactly. (laughs) It's so often they're clearly padding things. This episode in particular felt padded in places, and I loved the title card. I was like, so I'm gonna love this sketch. (laughs) It was actually not great, but Charlize was fucking amazing in it. She was very good. Who is, sorry, I'm going to do this a
0: lot. Who is the woman in the middle who kept saying awesome?
1: That's Cecily Strong.
0: That the, awesome. her, her delivery of what that, like a teenage girl like that would sound like was perfect. Yes. <laughs> uh,
1: not just that word, but just the way she delivered all of her lines. And I was like, th- I thought that sketch was very good. I enjoyed that sketch. I feel like that was a great example of a sketch that needed... To be Drink. cut a lot. Like, <laughs> there's just extra jokes in it. Like, there was a joke in there about 80 Bryant's character's guinea pig. And I was like I tell my sketch students To like Cut out your little jokes That you think are funny That don't fit in the sketch And put them in a book And it feels like One of the writers on the show Was like The sketch needs to be A minute longer What do I have in my book? Oh something about a guinea pig Cool (laughs) Squeezing it in Yeah This
0: was the only time In the episode Where I felt like Charlize looked a little Uncomfortable Or like I felt like this was her
1: Like warming up to the show Yeah She was very cue card greedy, also Which is something That I recently Got a text from I think my cousin Rocky Somebody who hadn't watched SNL in a long time And then watched it Mm -hmm. Whoever they were was like What's up with the cue card reading? And I'm like (laughs) They have to make 90 minutes of sketch in a week (laughs) But she was great She's very funny It was funny because she came in as an acting teacher
0: For their high school and I just, I think it's funny when very good actors talk about acting like it's really goofy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that was another thing from the opening monologue where they were like, oh, like she could do all this great acting. And they're like, she can be a comedic act. Do they say comedic actress? Romantic. Oh, a romantic, a romantic actress. Yeah. And then she like does, a little, she gives you a little taste goes, of it. She goes, hey baby. And then they're like, and she's a dramatic actress. And she goes, my baby. <laughs> and I was like, oh, remember uh, Devil's Advocate? Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, what did you think of the Girlfriend's sketch?
2: Uh, I thought it was good. I liked Cecily Strong in it. I it really it was only really one joke that was just repeated in multiple ways. But yeah, it was it was fine. It was it was it was one of the better sketches of the of the show. Um.
0: Yeah.
1: Is saying, this is my vessel. Deal with me. I'm a lot.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, I want to, I want to use that in my life. Yes. <laughs> huh. So then I was super curious, Bob, to hear your opinion on the next sketch, which was, you know, it was a pre-filmed sketch. It was an HBO first look of a fake animated oh. movie, Dragon Babies. Right. And all I could think about was how much money and time was spent on that animation.
2: Right. Yeah. That was, and it was pretty good. Yeah. Like, it looked really nice.
1: And like, Wow, what a lot of effort to put in animating a pretend movie when that animation didn't really served the, the yeah. joke.
2: Yeah. I,
0: I wonder. I mean, at least for me, the premise of Dragon Babies was, was like a bunch of dragons and one okay. dragon who couldn't breathe fire, but he could if he went to the top of a mountain, but he was afraid of heights. And I was like,
1: I would watch this. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> you
0: know what? Kids would be into that. So I hope that they were just like workshop. Like I hope they just had like an animation book. They're like, oh, this is someone's project. <laughs> yeah. But I guess because it fit all the lines, that's not possible.
2: Yeah, I mean, the the animation was really only there to contextualize the voices. Right. So, like, you had, like, the juxtaposition of the guy who is doing the, the ex-cop who was the... Right, so the, the
1: actual game of the scene here is that the director has hired for the main character his AA sponsor, who is a cop, who has a, has Hac- a Chicago accent. A Chicago accent and a hacking cough. He's played by Michael Bryan. Right. And, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like... Uh, sure.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it's a weird, it's a weird idea for a scene.
0: Yeah, I, like, I like the idea of, like, here's an adorable children's cartoon, and someone has an unexpected voice, but I was like, it just wasn't, it wasn't strange enough. Yeah. It, uh, for it to, like, really sell it.
2: Yeah, it did, they didn't quite go far. Like, I thought they were going to start introducing more goofy, like, oh, and he right. also like, because they introduced his wife, who has a similar kind of character. Right. but I thought they were going to introduce more and more stuff and just keep ramping it up. But it just it was just him and his wife being weird.
0: And I will also say that there was a, a divide between characters accepting him being there because Charlize was like, "Oh, it was so great to get a chance to work with this guy," and like right. maybe a guy like that would look at a lady like me. But then later, it was obvious that other voice actors and the director were aware that he was terrible for it. Right. So I was kind of like, so because there wasn't a consistent other character's point of view about him belonging or not belonging, like, I think it would have been funnier if everyone was like, this is horrible, or this is amazing to have this person who doesn't fit in. Right. But doing both, I was just like, I just, it It was was inconsistent. Yep, I agree. (laughs) Um, But I will say that Charlie's hair and makeup in the pre-recorded sketch
1: bit, I was like, look at her looking so glamorous, just yeah. this one line. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> and then they did the opposite of that in the other pre-retarded sketch. Which, which is made- the last
1: sketch in the show. We'll talk about it now. We don't have to do this in order.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Where they padded her up and made her look like a, a supposed to be like a tourist. but Yeah. An enormous padded tourist.
1: They put her in a fat suit. And yeah. then the, the sketch is, it's called Taurus. They play like you know dramatic music and has like the john wells font they have all the people in the cast being different flavors of obnoxious tourists and it just sort of became a like man on the street gag yeah. yeah and and what Charlize's gag was which honestly if they had just left the sketch to just this i think it would have worked better was right. her walking up to people and saying as this tourist and saying will you take a picture take my camera and take a picture yeah And then she gives them the camera and walks away, and she just keeps walking. And then and they're like trying desperately to give her back her camera. Yeah, and And she's like, No, 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 you take it. I'm Uh, gonna smile. Yeah, and then she turns around and smiles and walks, (laughs) and like that's a funny, weird uh, premise. I don't normally like that kind of humor because I get uncomfortable. I usually hate man
0: on the street stuff. Yeah, like people are just trying to live their life. Yeah, like I'm a big believer in like people should agree to the contract of being in a performance. I don't like the yeah. Well, you're a person, so you're a part of my show. No. I don't think it's funny. I don't like it. I did like the one
2: other joke in that uh, scene with the, hey, do you know where Apergolo Street is or whatever? Oh, yeah. And the one was like, uh, no, sorry. And he's like, okay, well, you take th- three blocks out here and take a left. <laughs> like, that is what? funny No, my favorite
0: joke uh, was one of the st- people was just supposed to be stupid. And he had a map of Chicago. And this, like, very, very New York woman was like, Like, that's a map of Chicago. And he was like, what? Like, I'm in Chicago. And she's like, no, you're in New York. And then there was a pause. And she goes, I'm sorry. (laughs) And it it felt like, you know, like, she was just apologizing because obviously it was awkward. But it felt like she was like, sorry, you're in New York. And I was like, not a
1: thing a New Yorker would probably say.
0: Uh So Um,
1: there was the man plan sketch with Nassim Pedrad. It was clearly, it was like a, it's a character based sketch. And so the character the seminar Oh yeah, yeah, yeah right so the the character is an unattractive 40-ish woman who is trying to teach people at a seminar how to attract men, but she's incredibly unattractive. Charlize comes in as her friend Gail who looks like her. They're both similarly wearing ugly blouses and high-waisted <laughs> pleated pants. They're very 70s fabulous. yes. And they, you know, make jokes about how unattractive they are. That part of the sketch didn't work for me. But the other part of the sketch is that her son is doing the sound effects for yes. the presentation. You know, they're like in like a shitty hotel conference room. Yeah. And like, there's just elaborate tech for it. And yeah. I wish that that had been the joke. Like, I wish it had right. just been a normal conference. But the joke is like my, and this is me being a theater person. And yeah. So I guess America wouldn't find this as funny. But, like, the kid being, like, just playing all these sound effects, you can have weird light cues, and that would be a much funnier sketch to me. I thought the funniest part of the sketch was, like, she...
0: So, she's talking about how she's terrible with men, but she has a grown son. Yeah. And how she, you know, like, to, not just terrible with men, but, like, that she hasn't, like, made eye contact with them in a while. Right. Time. But anyway, but they, she's like, oh, this is my son who's doing this sound effects, and it just cuts to him at a computer, and he just slowly goes behind
1: the monitor, and he's like, mom, I'm shy. And it was very short, but it was funny. To that me. was also yeah. Michael Brown. Brian, and that's the kind of role that he belongs in.
0: <laughs> I did not think that the sketch was that they were supposed to be unattractive. I thought the sketch was supposed to be that they were like obnoxious weirdos. Well, I meant that. okay. yeah, not just physically unattractive. Yeah, like they right. didn't monster maker her. no, no, her. no. like she looked she looked great in those goofy clothes. Yeah. and they were just doing like weird dance moves with sound effects. That one, a I lot of know. hip thrusting. Yeah.
1: And they yeah. would have like an effectified version of their voice. So yeah. it would be like, Gail, Gail. <laughs> yeah. That was, that part of the sketch made me laugh.
2: But again, it went on for way too long. <laughs>
1: so there's this thing in SNL Bob where they, they didn't quite achieve it here, but they have a lot of sketches because they've got time to fill where they do the same joke over and over until it stops becoming funny and then they keep doing it and then suddenly it's funny again. It's uh, like 500 miles in Swarley. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it comes back around. Yes.
0: And I, as a general rule, like as a comedy person, that's one of my favorite things to I do. I feel like
1: it's like it is a, a very imp- a key thing in the psychology of humor Yeah, yeah. And I'm fascinated by that So I, I love it I love it Like not in SNL sketches Because like you I
0: don't typically sit down and watch it And I often find yeah. I'm like eh, The bad outweighs the good But like because there is no reason For something to be funny To stop being funny And then to tickle you again And it does And it's just like a consistent Like it definitely
1: Everyone knows that experience Yes
0: And this the second time around I feel like you feel more helpless in the face of it. Like, you're just like, I just can't help but laugh at this. And I feel like that's such a fun
2: feeling. That's definitely a known phenomenon in comedy. Like, it's... The the it's like a, it's a kind of uncanny valley effect where it's like yeah. it like stops being funny and then becomes incredibly funny. the in fact. Stuart Lee does a uh, stand-up bit about signs to a town called Shill Bottle in uh, the <laughs> UK, and every sign has the T uh, has the L cross to make it a T, so it's Shit Bottle. And as you're approaching Shit Bottle, the signs get funnier and funnier, and then less funny. You're like, Jesus Christ, people are obnoxious. But as you enter Shit Bottle, it becomes incredibly <laughs> hilarious.
1: The other thing I loved in this sketch, Charlize does a magic trick.
0: Oh, that was so uh, And again,
1: fun. I'm so like, good. I'm like, I, so I actually did a similar magic trick in our sketch show last night at the grand opening at Rocket Comedy Theater. No big deal. And <laughs> big deal. Big deal. When we were running the rehearsal, our tech guy hadn't seen it. And he was like, dying. <laughs> he liked it much more than the the actual audience did. But Abby was like, look, like magic is just Funny or like exciting like the whole Like you got me it's again This like psychology of humor and so that's Another thing where it's like this is a live show And that's something that's valuable Mm -hmm. no one really Even though we're watching something that was recorded Three years ago we still had this like oh my god Charlize did a magic trick
0: My favorite part of that besides the Magic trick was Having like being familiar with the show and all, like knowing the constraints of the live performance, when the camera zoomed in on the one character, I was like, "Well, Charlize is obviously like going through some type of costume change or something <laughs> set up, uh-huh. so the camera can pan back and include her because all the other shots were the both of them, right?" And it felt like Charlize was getting like excited for her bit because her like shoulder and arm came into frame like too soon, yeah. Uh, and then she like sort of shuffled out and then like kind of came back in, like it was a little bit shaky before the the magic trick reveal. And I just I don't know, I thought it was very funny. And also that the joke was that like no one can resist imagination, Yes. <laughs> and it's <like, laughs> accurate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then they had weekend update. Wow, simpler time. Yeah. A simpler time. So
0: my favorite part of weekend update, uh was- This was
1: when Cecily Strong was still hosting it with Colin Jost, who is gross. (laughs) (laughs) I am unfamiliar with him
0: entirely. I think it's the only thing I've seen him in. And I was like, oh, look, it's a very poor man's Cameron. Yeah. But my favorite part of it was they did a tribute to Barbara Walters. Yeah. And they did that by showing clips of other performers, like through the history of SNL, doing Barbara Walters, starting with Gilda Radner. And that was a thing where I was sort of like, I don't think that my affection for the show makes it better than it is. But like seeing those clips for me, like, brought, I'm like, I've seen all of those sketches. And like <laughs> it, just like it reminds me of the the performers on it that I like. And yeah. I, I think going back to your point of like, it's not a good show. The sketches aren't great. I think it's not the sketches that are the most meaningful to me. It's that you get to know these performers by seeing them in a show for so long, and then going and seeing them do other things. Like right. It's I think the performers in it are are often better than the work that they're or oh, better than the script that they have, undeniably. Right. Uh, but it was just it was nice to see the different. Iterations of people doing Barbara Walter impressions
1: Yeah, they had Gilda Radner, Rachel Dredge And Sherry (sighs) O'Terry Sherry O'Terry killed me (laughs) (laughs) And then they had actual Barbara Walters on Trying to do jokes Yes She did
0: pretty good She was fine She did what a lot of hosts are Because I feel like another experience that you might have had never having seen whole episodes is that the show can be very different based on the host because some hosts are actual good performers and other hosts are just like, I'm a person I'm who that's famous. in this show for something. Yeah. And you just have to watch the other actors like dance around them and try to make it look good. And Barbara Walters felt like that type of host where it's like, she's obviously an incredibly skilled journalist and she's, Comfortable being in front of a camera, but this is just not her this is wheelhouse. not her wheelhouse,
1: yeah. And then there was the drunk dad sketch that was Drunk a Uncle. A drunk uncle, which I thought was aggressively unfunny. Right, it was part of Weekend Update. It was like a, a sketch within Weekend Update, and it was no good. That was probably the weakest part of the show for me.
2: Yeah, that was one of the few jokes that came that I was like, oh, that's not just not only not funny, I don't think that joke even makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Drunk like-
1: Uncle's making fun of people taking selfies, and he says, I've got a filter you could use, it's a green card. Like what does that mean? I have no idea. <laughs> a thing that I thought a lot about in that is I have a
0: really uh, strong opinion about how people play drunk
1: for comedies,
0: and I learned this I think from again How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, it's
1: from the it's from the commentary
0: on the pineapple episode of Which How I is Met Your Mother. A great episode, but basically the the thing about playing drunk is that people who are very very drunk try not to look drunk. They don't want everyone to know often that they're like that messy or that that's a particular type. And that like trying to hold everything in and not, Play, like, big and sloppy is often, like, there's something more convincing about that, and also, like, that you still have those sloppy elements to it. Right. But this, I was like, he doesn't look drunk. He looks like someone playing a drunk person. Like, that, that has become, like, a caricature in the same way that, like, people miming smoking a cigarette doesn't look like smoking, but it's like, as soon as they do that, you know what they're doing. Or it's just, like, it's a shorthand performance rather than, like, actually doing it. And it, it just... I just think it's funnier when people are better at playing drunk. He's not good at it. Yeah,
1: and I actually, I Bobby Moynihan, he was, you know, always like, I, I was like, you're just, you're middle. Middle of the road SNL player, like you're fine. You're mm-hmm. nothing amazing. And my friend Kat Carignola loves him. Mm-hmm. And when we went to the Del Close Marathon two years ago, she like stood in line to see one of his shows all day. And then they did like an interview at the top of the show and they interviewed her and Ben. Aww. And so like she got to meet him and I saw him in a show the next day and it, it, it was, he was phenomenal. Yeah. And I just was very much like, I like retroactively made me like him. More, yeah. Which yeah. I think is a thing that happens to yeah. people who who see, see actors live again Well like he
0: at some point Like actually went like cartoon cross-eyed And I was like that's not how that Yeah it just felt I'm sorry to use this term because I usually hate with it but I was like it was just a little hacky
1: You don't like when people use the word hacky? Kind of no Okay Alright and then there was the beach sketch This was so weird I loved this And I hate that I loved it. I was like, I'm an easy mark.
2: Yeah, this is one of the few, like, everyone knows exactly what's going to happen. And it's like, and the the anticipation of it was... Uh, as funny as the payoff
1: Yeah
0: So the what the premise Of the sketch is Is a Gadget Played by our girl Charlie <laughs> Theron In a great retro uh, Bathing suit It's like an old time In like 60s surf I, again, Like movie. Frankie Avalon and Again I, I with know, another Long
2: title card yes. Yeah <laughs> She's
0: never had a kiss before And she's gonna get a kiss And her gent is like Meet me by the dead whale That's been on the beach For over a week And is full of gas And then it cuts to like Her talking with her girlfriend And everyone talks at length About the dead whale Full of gas Ass. And one of my favorite things, and I don't usually like it when people are just straight up mean. But the one character was like, "Here are some
1: thoughts about something. So, like, let's not dance." And then the other character was like, "Shut up!" <laughs> and she was just so mean in a way that I thought was very funny. John Daly did that to my character in a scene last night. No big deal. It can be very funny. I fr- was that who was it that did that? I don't. Cecily Strong know. Cecily was, was Strong. mean to eighty Bryant. Yes, character.
0: and it was funny.
1: Yeah, it was hilarious. And also, one thing that I did not like is that they. Casually mention that the boy who Charlize is going to go kiss is 22 and then she's 13. Yeah, I didn't. Right. Yeah. I'm like, guys. Oh. <laughs> Sketch could have been. Perfect perfect. You could have cut that out That, that gained you no know, ha So they keep talking about how the, de- the whale's filling up with gas And, and that that Brian is giving like more scientific details <laughs> And then they cut to the kiss
0: And he's, well not even the kiss He's well, right. playing her a song before the kiss So he's playing On his a ukulele <laughs> And he's singing quite nicely And Charlize is dancing like, uh, And the dead whale next to them is like a particularly shitty Like paper mache looking <laughs> prop dead whale And then it explodes (laughs) and they get covered in blood and guts. And I howled. I thought that was very funny. Yeah. And then Keenan comes in and he's like, I've been waiting for this. Like I'm going to eat all the dead whales. He legs. has a wheelbarrow. And then they're like, oh, and she's like, I'll never get my kiss. And he's like, no, let's go buy the other dead whale. And that's the part that made me not be able to stop laughing. Cause like, yeah. I knew that something was going to happen with the dead whale, but then I had literally just seen it. And they were just asking me to wait until they were going to show me again. And the whole time, that whole way, I was just like, chuckle, chuckle, chuckle. I know. I'm like, you got me. This works <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That
1: didn't feel like padding. I was like, honestly, you probably could have done a third dead whale. I, you absolutely I would have 100% laughed at a third dead whale.
0: I also thought it was funny and I think it was good they just did the two. That I think the guy died.
1: Oh yeah, he definitely died. <laughs> Charlie's was left alone covered in blood. Right. And then there was Whiskers Are We? This is this sketch best. Is, you can watch this sketch online yes. because it's good. And it's Kate McKinnon and Charlie Theron as two women who work at a cat store. And it's spring adopt-a-thon <laughs> There are a bunch of actual hey, kittens We know those Yeah, and it's it is so funny to me It's I- just them It's just them talking about cats in a funny way And Charlize's character is Obsessed with the other character She's obsessed with Kate McKinnon's character And not actually into cats Not into cats
0: And so
2: she has changed her name to cat <laughs> But maybe that's what
0: Kate McKinnon's character would yes. be to her Right It's just that sketch I feel like it that was a sketch I was like that was a perfect sketch It didn't need anything taken out of it I thought each of the bits was funny And I thought that the heightening in it was great like, Yeah Because she describes She like holds <laughs> up cat the sociopath
2: <laughs> the feline sociopath
0: <laughs> You need to get another cat so he can direct his
2: He <laughs> can be the focus of <laughs> his cruelty. evil Or whatever yeah.
0: <laughs> Uh, It was great, and also I was curious because, like, I learned of Kate McKinnon when much of the world did in Ghostbusters, and so I was kind of curious, like, how much because she hadn't really gotten any screen time in the show up until that, and even in the beach scene, I was sort of like, oh, like she seems like second fiddle to some of the other characters. Uh, But in this sketch, I was
1: like, oh yeah, you can you can see. Yes, it was weird watching the show with Kate McKinnon in the background, like she's in the background of the beach (laughs) sketch, and she has like one line. It's like. You're, you're wasting her You're wasting her <laughs> Well she needed Her but, time to grow Yeah And she found it Yeah
0: that sketch Is very good And also I'm curious Because at no point Does Charlie there And hold any of the cats
1: I actually was like She must be allergic I wonder
0: Or I don't know I think it also like Works in character that she's Yeah
1: like, No <laughs> <laughs> Where
2: would you insert Keanu
1: Good question Now, an important question is Will he become a cast member by me doing this? Am I making Keanu oh, Reeves a cast no, member? That's, that's okay. Just putting him in a sketch
2: Like Barbara Walters
1: Right Oh, and are you replacing a
0: member in the sketch Or like Barbara Walters or are you just going to have a Keanu Reeves walk-on as Keanu Reeves?
1: I would have Keanu Reeves in the beach sketch Yeah As the boyfriend That's the most yeah. obvious answer. Yes yeah. It's obvious because it's right yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> he also replaced drunk uncle do
0: more convincing drunk. I just didn't like that enough. For yeah, him there.
1: I agree. This actually was an incredibly female-heavy show. Mm-hmm. All, like all of the sketches were centered around women. It was Mother's Day. It was Mother's Day.
0: Yeah, I think. Like, I'm. I'm trying to come up with a better answer, but I think just having him play the ukulele and die by exploding whale, or maybe <laughs> I know, <laughs> have him come on a skina. I like have him be like,
1: I'm gonna eat for a week. I loved (laughs) Keaton in that role. He was very good. Yeah.
0: Yeah I guess Well, Oh if we put him on the surfboard We can see him shirtless So done Aces Cast
1: <laughs> Cool Thank you Would this episode have been improved By a prison riot? I mean it would take an entirely new sketch Kitty prison Ah uh, yeah
0: I, I'm trying to imagine like The beach goers in prison Like doing like the beach dancing But in the jail cell I'm gonna say no I, okay. can't, I can't easily fit it in
2: They couldn't have fitted it Into the animated one. Oh, oh. He was an ex-cop
1: Oh yeah! Oh, that's where it belongs where yeah. Yeah. in his backstory because there's also a joke about how he killed an innocent man, right. and it's like, oh, those, those, that is a thing that happens a whole lot and is really <laughs> bad. So this is not funny. Yeah. So yeah, prison riot. We didn't do a one sound review. Oh, let's do one.
2: All right. <sighs> hey. ha. All right. There we go. <laughs> that's it.
1: <laughs> So that was Charlize's second SNL episode. We look forward to hopefully,
0: potentially finding the other episode. And if we do, we're going to do that next week. Fair warning. We're taking Thanksgiving off, guys. That's right. So, you know, do what you need to do to prepare for the interlude of us not being around for one week. But otherwise, we'll be back next week, hopefully with SNL.
1: Otherwise, a mystery material. Awesome. Thanks for awesome. listening. <laughs> oh, awesome. Awesome. Thanks to Tony Reed for our theme song. Thank you so much. And most importantly, thank, thank you Charlies. of people
2: naked and just say, this is my vessel. Deal with me. I'm a lot.